Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. When you are driving along in your car, do you zone out, listen to music, your favorite songs, talk radio, serious? Don't. And I'll tell you why. First of all, I'll tell you all about it in this brand new book. Took two years to research, write, and get to you. Don't be a victim fighting back against America's crime wave. You don't have to be powerless. You can fight back. And let's start with you in your car driving dangers. I want you to meet who I now consider a friend of mine. Her name is Dorothy Baker. She's a mother of six, and she lived to tell a tale to save you. First of all, Dorothy Baker, thank you so much for being with us. What happened when you went into the CVS? Um, I, I got him in the car. Uh, we went through the, the driver's side um, front seat, and I had him climb over the seat. And my five-year-old was buckling up my... Um, 
my two-year-old, and we take off. And uh, what kind of car is it? It was a it was a Dodge Grand Caravan. It was a a, a minivan. Oh, so so you have a minivan like me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you're getting into a van, and you all get in on the driver's side. Now, does it have one of those instant door openers where you just push the button and it opens? No, it it, it didn't have that. Um, but my key fob, um, I guess there there was some kind of de- factory default or something like that or defect. And when you would press the, the key fob to lock the doors, the doors looked locked, but they didn't always lock. Rule number one, lock your doors. Dorothy thought the doors were locked, but... They weren't with me an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again to help you fight back. Joining me, of course, Dorothy Baker, Jim Elliott, lawyer with Butler Snow. You can find him at butlersnow.com. Karen Stark, New York psychologist, joining us from Manhattan at karenstark.com. Steve Lampley, detective, author of 12 and Murdered on Amazon at stevelampley.com. Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and star of a new show, Poisonous Liaisons, on the True Crime Network, Joseph Scott Morgan, Tom Patiri, America's leading personal safety expert, author of Tom Patiri's Personal Protection Handbook, and it's awesome, and to Ray Caputo, lead news anchor, WDBO Orlando, you know, Ray Caputo, we're going to get to the rest of Dorothy's story, but crimes on people in cars happen all the time. I can't tell you how many nights, Ray Caputo, I'll be sitting there in HLN Studios in a dark studio, and I would start the story off with a white minivan. Tag XYZ123, last seen in her car, in her Volkswagen, in her Honda. I mean, I said it over and over and over, people being veered off the road, road raged, stopped in their cars, attacked, kidnapped, and murdered. Over and over and over. How many stories have you covered like that, Ray Caputo? Nancy, in the Orlando area here, it's nonstop. We have I-4, tons of traffic. People are always getting around, lots of tourists especially, which are easy targets. You know, but just uh, yesterday morning, we there was a murder-suicide in a car, another carjacking. I mean, it really is nonstop nowadays. Well, I'll tell you this much. They messed with the wrong mom there in Baytown, Texas, when they tried to mess with Dorothy Baker, mother of six. So... Dorothy, what happened next? Um, I I drive away, and um, my son, my my oldest boy, decided that he was going to unbuckle his seatbelt to try to get the donut, and I told him to to sit down. Wait a minute. How did donuts get into this? Where were the donuts? Um, We had actually saw the man at Kroger's right across the street. I went to Kroger's first. Uh, you saw him at Kroger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I was walking into Kroger's because um, I was going to grab a few items and then turn in a red box DVD. When when I first saw him, I had to pass by him. I thought maybe he might have been a worker, but um, like the the feeling that I got when I saw him, my whole body just kind of 
moved away from him. Like, I don't need to be around him. He had a very um, bad vibe, if, if you can believe that. You know, to Steve Lampley, uh, detective, author of 12 and Murder, right there, I want to ask you, a bad vibe. You know, I've heard crime victims say that a million times, and it's it's happened to me, too. Instinctively, you know somebody is violent or bad. And I don't think it's a hunch, Steve Lampley. I think it's part of instinct born over thousands of thousands of years. Nancy, you're correct. Uh, and I can't tell you not only from the victim standpoint of, of people that I have talked to who have told me the very same thing. I got a feeling. I had uh, this gut instinct. I had something. And even myself as a police officer have had that happen. And when you go to check or you follow through, your gut instinct is correct. I always listen to people who tell me, I felt this or I felt like that, always. And you know, Karen Stark, a psychologist joining us from Manhattan, uh, a lot of uh, pseudo-intellectuals will probably disagree with me, but I have been known to, quote, get a feeling, and it turns out to be exactly right. It's some kind of something you pick up off the person because you hear Dorothy talking. She saw the guy and she almost physically recoiled. You have to trust your instincts in the, in these cases, Nancy, because I think it's part of our DNA. You know, you're talking about an instinct that has grown inside of people and there's a reason that it's there. You have the history and you've got to pay attention to it. It's very, very important. If it feels bad, Go with your gut. You know, to you, Dorothy Baker, one of our favorite things to do is to drive to, it was for a long time, for 10 years across the street from where I lived, my favorite thing in the world to eat, a Krispy Kreme donut. You know, hot donuts now, the glazed ones. Long story short, let me get off the donuts and back to your story. What happened next? When I told my five-year-old, um, son at the time um he got up to get some donuts and i told him to sit down well when he went to sit back down he actually saw the guy and he said hey who are you oh my stars and i looked in my rearview mirror and that's when he grabbed my son and put the knife to my son's throat i'm just trying to take in what you are saying i mean you know uh joseph scott morgan professor of forensics there's even a movie which of course i've shown the twins rear window and it's in our psyche i mean it's in our subconscious looking in the rear window and seeing just what dorothy's describing right now you see a guy come up in the rear window and you've got your children back there yeah i'm a forensic scientist by trade nancy and i gotta tell you uh these feelings that people have you see this threat that's approaching and it, your your senses start tingling, and you know that there is something wrong. Uh, this is reality. I have seen the end result of these things that have gone bad over and over and over again. It is better to react to that gut instinct than to have something really, really bad happen. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, don't be a victim. Fighting back. 
against America's crime wave. This is a labor of love. My proceeds going to National Center for Missing and Exploited Children took over two years to research, write, and get this to you. I take all the cases I investigated, all the cases I personally prosecuted and covered over all these years to make a difference, to come up with something, not just rehash the bloody details of cases, but to figure out what, if anything, have we learned? How can we use that knowledge so we don't go through life powerlessness, powerless against those stronger or more cunning than we are? Those people that are predators that think differently than we do. I don't like the feeling of powerlessness. Don't live that way. Learn what you can do to fight back because you can. Uh, with me, special guest Tom Pateri, America's leading personal safety expert, author of Tom Pateri's Personal Protection Handbook. As far as I'm concerned, Tom, in most cases, the vast majority of cases, once the perp is in your car, it's over. Once they get in your car, it's over. Yes, and the problem with this is there's two ways to deal with things. You'd be proactive or reactive. We're a reactive society. That's why we get ourselves into different troubles. We're preoccupied with things like that. Proactive, let's look at the vehicle as a protective veil. When you go to your vehicle, especially with kids, you need to bypass that vehicle, maybe one car. Take a good look at the surroundings of the vehicle. If you see somebody coming toward you, you get those kids closer to you, you go back to where you came from. As you circle into the vehicle, look into that vehicle as what Ms. Baker said about her, you know, locks not being locked because of the keypad. So you look inside the vehicle. And believe me, when you have kids on your hands, it's even more cumbersome to do this. Mm -hmm. But if we take that five seconds or six seconds of safety, it could prevent us from being a victim. Dorothy, uh, you're a miracle. You are a miracle that you survived to join us today. What happened next? While I'm driving, I'm, I'm trying to dial 911 without him seeing me with my phone. And when he ends up jumping into the, climbing over the seats and into the front seat, he saw me with my phone and he tried to get it. And I, I moved my hand, but I hit my hand on the door and my phone dropped in between the door and the seat. And he's trying to get it. I'm trying to drive. And when he realized he couldn't get it, that's when he tries to slit my throat. And I'm fighting him, trying to drive. And my kids are screaming in the back seat. I'm trying to keep the knife away from any part of my body. And I see a telephone pole on the right-hand side of the road. And my first thought is, he's not wearing a seatbelt. If I hit that pole, if I go fast enough, he'll go through the windshield if I... If I don't go fast enough, he'll at least hit his head hard enough to where he may, may be dazed and I can fight him off and, and finish talking to or calling 911, do something. It's amazing to me you're having this thought process as a guy is in the car 
Luckily, you're in. The boys are all buckled in. So your mind immediately goes to, if I crash into this foam pole, he'll fly through the windshield. I mean, to you, Jim Elliott, lawyer with Butler Snow at butlersnow.com. Jim, you have seen so many vehicular homicides. And we hear, quote, the car got out of control. The motorcycle got out of control. I don't think most people have the wherewithal to come up with a plan when they've got their children in the car screaming. A guy rears up in the back and the rear window with a knife. Now he's up front with a knife with you, and here she is coming up with a plan. Most people that have vehicular mishaps, they lose control. They can't think of a plan. Exactly. I mean, that's, this is the, exactly the opposite of losing control. She exactly had control of the vehicle. And knew, I mean, that, how smart to have that thought in an instant to do an accident that hopefully would, would, would hurt him. And you also hear, Jim Elliott, you never hear of people dying in a crash uh, when the car's not moving. Here she is moving down the street, and this guy is up front with a knife. Typically, in your practice, uh, the faster you go, the more likely it is you're going to die. That's right. That's right. Uh, truly, her mother instincts kicked in, didn't they? Didn't they? I'm just surprised she could think that clearly. Go ahead, Dorothy. I'm driving with one hand, and I'm constantly switching hands. Depending on, on where the knife was, I was constantly switching hands, keeping my hand, one hand on the steering wheel and the other hand fighting. Really, it was my right hand because I'm, I'm right-handed. So um, I was mainly using my right hand to fight him off. Um, and I managed to push him. When so he went for your throat? He went for your throat with the knife? He went for my throat first and then um, tried my side and then my legs. Um, he he was trying to do some damage. He was not just messing around. So, um, so ha- he slashed you all the way across your chest at the time when you were slashed with the knife across your chest, over your heart. Did you even feel the pain or were you in shock? What happened? I I didn't feel anything, um, but I thought bigger and better than you have tried to end me and it's not going down like this. (laughs) You know, to Jessica Morgan, she seemingly didn't feel when this guy slashed her with a knife from shoulder all the way across her heart and breast. She said she didn't feel it. Yeah, adrenaline's kicking in at this point. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you're not going to feel because you become desensitized to it because you are laser focused on the fact. Listen, you're you're talking about a mama bear with her cubs in the back seat, Nancy. Uh, there's nothing that's going to get between her and those babies trying to protect them. And so she's going to take these desperate measures, try to get this guy off of her. Can you imagine somebody coming at you with an edged weapon to try to slice you to pieces and you know what's going to happen to your kids if you don't defend them? Dorothy, is it true he bit you? Well, he, he, when he bit my hand, he was, he was trying to get me to let go of his knife because I had his knife by then. Um, and I've got the scars on my hand to, pr- to prove Wait, it. you managed to disarm Ismael Martinez? You got the knife away from yeah, him? Yeah, I got the knife away from him. And, that, and that's why he bit my hand. He was, did you punch him in the face? I, I did. I, did you punch him in the face? I, I, Where did it land? I hope in the nose because that really hurts. Um. I had the knife in my right hand, and he bit my hand. And when he realized that I wasn't going to let go, he just kind of looked at me, and I switched the knife with from my right hand to my left hand, and I just 
hauled off and, and punched him square in the jaw. And he looked at me shocked. Well, what were the boys doing during all this? At some point, uh, my my youngest at the time, he was um, he had stopped crying. Um, and my five-year-old, he actually hid. He, he really didn't, um, he didn't do much anything. He was in shock. I mean, when, when the guy grabbed him, I could see my, like all the life go out of my son's face. Uh, so that was, that was not a good, um, not a good feeling. So, um, but my kids, they, they were, they were safe and they didn't get hurt. There was no, no cuts on them. No, no, nothing. Well, let me ask you this. One goes into basically shock mode. Which one was in shock and which one was screaming his head off? Uh, my two-year-old, he was the one in the car seat screaming. And my older boy, the five-year-old, he was the one that went into shock. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about fighting back if you have an attack while you're going to or in your car. And with me, Dorothy Baker, who managed to survive a knife attack in her minivan with her little boys in the car. Dorothy, do you remember the moment you hit the gas and mowed him down? Yeah, I do. I was watching him run away and... What went through my head was he was he was at Kroger's. He he was close enough to walk there. He didn't have a vehicle. He had a knife this time. Uh, what happens if I see him next time and he has a gun and I have all my kids? Or what happens if there's a mother who doesn't isn't going to be able to to help her kids and she panics and she's got a baby and he goes after her and I I thought to myself I'll I'll be darned if I'm going to let that happen and watch him walk away. And my intention was, as he was running away, was I went after him and I had my door to where I was gonna open it and hit him with it. And when we were, when I was driving behind him, he made a, a swerve and I had sped up just, just right then at, I guess, the perfect time. And I heard him hit my tires and the only thing I thought after that was, oh, my God, I'm going to jail because I just killed this man. <laughs> What's going to happen to my kids? Well, luckily, she didn't kill him and she didn't go to jail. This guy has a rap sheet as long as I-75. I'm so glad, Dorothy Baker, that let's just say your foot slipped and you mowed him down before he could knife attack another young mother. So, Dorothy, I know you're not surprised to discover your front and center in the new book, Don't Be a Victim Fighting Back Against America's Crime Wave, when it comes to safety in cars. You're actually one of the very few crime victims that have lived to tell the tale. So how did your experience change you? It, it is. Um, it, it always did I, I didn't drive my van. Um, I actually got rid of it. Um, I still to this day um, will not let my kids in the car until I've looked in the car. Um, I, I'm always very um, observant of my surroundings and the people around me. Um, I, I watch if they're following me or if they're going in the same direction. Um, if I feel like someone's following me, I'll, I'll make detours to see. Uh, things like that. I mean, it's it's made me very, very untrusting of, of people. 
Dorothy lived. That's not true for countless others. Take a listen to our friends at Fox 7 News Austin. Brittany Parker's mother and father have not spoken with her since last Monday. Her phone is off and now without a car, her family is becoming increasingly worried for her safety. It's hard every day. It's when, when I wake up, it's hard to avoid depression. I have to keep my mind centered on God or, uh, it, it, you know, it, it would just be hard to cope. David Parker's daughter, Brittany, has been missing since Tuesday, July 12th. On the 14th, Hayes County Sheriff's deputies called to say they'd found the 26-year-old's vehicle with the keys still in it in a field in Kyle. I'm hoping Brittany just decided to go someplace and it's okay, but when she her car is abandoned and she doesn't answer her phone, it does lead to extreme concern. This beautiful young Texas girl goes missing in her Toyota Camry. Take a listen to our friends at Fox 7. We do have an update on a missing persons case out of Hayes County. Officials say they found and identified the body of Brittany Parker on Friday. She was reported missing since July 12th. Parker's body was found in the same cornfield where her Toyota Camry was found abandoned last month. Officials were able to pinpoint her location through phone records and GPS coordinates. Parker's cause of death is still under investigation. Straight out to Ray Caputo, lead news anchor WDBO Orlando. What happened? What are the facts around Brittany Parker's disappearance in her Toyota Camry? Well, Nancy, you know, Brittany was, was having a little trouble, according to her family. She had you know, had some depression and she was, um, she was out and it was really simple that, that she was very out of character for her that she was supposed to be, um, coming back home and nobody heard from her. It was just Tuesday, July 12th, I believe 2016. And this, this was in the South Austin area as well. This young girl goes missing in her Toyota Camry. Her parents try everything to locate her, holding out hope that she is still alive. She is found dead in her car. Her body found in a field off Old Mineral Springs Road in Walker County. But why? What could have saved her life? Straight out to a special guest joining us. His name's Tom Pateri. He's known as America's leading personal safety expert and author of Tom Pateri's Personal Protection Handbook. What are things that all of us can do to protect ourselves in our vehicles? Okay, so let's look at society as a whole. Less than 7% will ever take a martial arts self-defense or safety course. So the people that are victimizing us know that, you know, nine out of 10 people are going to be an easy mark. That being said, being proactive, all these phones could be tracked. So they should have a phone locate on all the time, a check and balance. Hey, mom, hey, dad, here's where I'm going to go. You know, when I get there, I'll call you. If not, they go track the phone. If they're in the vehicle, okay, I don't care if the person has a weapon brandished and pointing at them. It's a protective veil. Hit the gas and take off. You'll see that statistical fact is the bad guy doesn't fire weapons blindly. He doesn't try to break through windows. He's using intimidation to get into the vehicle to go to an isolation zone. So if we're more proactive, if we feel in tune to our senses and take a little time to have safety sense instead of common sense, we'll be much better. 
You know, and it always seems to start Steve Lampley, uh, detective and author of 12 and Murdered, as in the case of Brittany. It seems to start so innocently. Someone's going to the grocery store or with Dorothy. She had been to Kroger and she saw this guy at Kroger. And what she didn't know is he followed her across the street with her little boys to CVS. So the fact that you're not alone, she had children with her, but he still targeted her. So seemingly innocent, simple things, uh, errands, going to the mall, going to the grocery store, going to the pharmacy, that's where you're targeted. It is, Nancy, and I have told so many people over the years uh, even when I was a police officer, detective, and even now, uh, having retired for these many years, uh, the real estate profession has a phrase. It says, location, location, location. Well, when you're out and about with or without your family, alone or with someone else, it's about your surroundings, your surroundings, your surroundings. Always look around you for anything like he was saying a while ago, look for things, look for somebody watching you, look for somebody following you, look for somebody staring at you, look for the person sitting next to you in the car when you pull in. You have to observe. You really, really have to pay attention. And isn't it true, Jim Elliott, lawyer with Butler Snow at butlersnow.com. Jim Elliott, very often I'll put up in a red light and I'll look around. I think, you know what? Uh, there's a huge jail population out on pardon, parole, probation, uh, bond. I mean, millions and millions of them. Is that guy one of them? When I'm at the grocery store and I go, hi, was that guy out uh, on on bail for a violent crime? You never know who's around you, Joe Scott. You never know, Nancy, because this is the thing. You're not watching them. They are watching you, particularly those individuals that are meant to do harm to those that are completely defenseless. You have to you have to live in this world as if there are predators around every corner because Nancy, the reality is, is that there are. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about Don't Be a Victim, Fighting Back Against America's Crime Wave, a new book that took over two years to write for you to take back the power and fight back against criminals. Don't be a statistic. Jenna Zipton, WSLS, tells us the story of Heather Chacon. An investigation underway after a woman was found dead in a vehicle in Spotsylvania County. Deputies discovered 21-year-old Heather Saccone's body in the passenger seat of her car Monday. The car was parked at the end of a driveway about 30 minutes from her home. Police say she had been shot and her death is suspicious. Police don't know of any connection between the woman and the home where she was found. Her parents say she lived with them and told them she was going to help a friend whose car broke down. Now the family is pleading for answers. Please, if anybody has any information, can bring whoever did this to justice. Please do so. Family members believe she was killed by another woman. They say she had been recently getting death threats. So lured out in her car on the side of the road trying to repair a flat 
when everything goes wrong. Heather dead. How did it happen? And what can we do to stop crimes like that? Back to Tom Petiri, America's leading expert, personal safety, author of Tom Petiri's Personal Protection Handbook. And it's awesome. Pulling over to fix a flat. Oh, man, it hurts me to even say it, Tom. I know. One of the newest ploys out there is that that flat was set up in most cases. It was done with a little puncture of a slow leak, somebody following you, waiting for, you know, an isolation zone, and then take advantage of. You know, the old adage was, stay in your car, call the police, and wait. The new adage is, ride that car on the rim as you're calling the police. Don't stop the vehicle, and they will be within prompt time. All right, the police are there to help, but they can't help if they don't know. So don't pull over in isolation zones, no matter what. The vehicle can be replaced, but you cannot. I go through pages and pages of tips that I've gotten from experts from real life cases to help you not be a victim. When it comes to being in your car, don't be a victim. Here are a few. Of course, make sure your doors are locked. How often do you drive around with them unlocked? Don't do it. At red lights, when you park, you're a sitting target. Some repairs have to wait. I get it. But not when it comes to your doors being locked. You heard Dorothy say she thought she locked her car, but her key fob wasn't working. The car never locked. When you find yourself stopped at traffic, being at a red light or stop sign, waiting for the person in front of you to move, always leave plenty of space between yourself and them so you're never blocked in. To Tom Pottieri, why is that so important? Well, one of the things that people do is call the box and two. A box and two is basically to get you in a situation where you can't move the vehicle. When you can't move the vehicle, you are at their bay. So if you give yourself that little extra out, you always stay out of fast lanes when you're coming to a light. If you are at a light and somebody approaches, you look left and right, go through the light. You could always explain to the police officer, listen, you were fear of your life. And this is why you did what you do. We have to start listening to ourselves. Our situational awareness is inside of us. That's the tingling all the experts talked about before. Be your own bodyguard by being proactive. Be super cautious at crowded intersections. How often have squeegee guys come up, street vendors, uh, people asking for money, panhandlers, newspaper, water salesmen. I learned the hard way as a prosecutor that very often youths are tricked by adults into working scams. You let your window down to buy a bottle of water or a candy bar from a kid who looks like they're trying to earn money. And the next thing you know, somebody comes in from the other side and gets in your car. That's why your car's got to be locked and the windows up when you come to intersect intersections. Agree or disagree? Steve Lampley. Agree, Nancy. Agree. And I, even as a retired police officer, I do that. I leave space, uh, enough room between me and the vehicle in front of me, if I need to get out, I can. I sit still, and some people call me paranoid. I just call it being observant and being safe. I still sit with my back in the corner in a restaurant. 
These are things. I do too. uh, Second nature. It is. And I know everybody can't sit in the corner in a restaurant. There's so many corners. But you have to do the things that you have to do to keep yourself, uh, your friends and family safe. Like locking your door for me now is second nature. I immediately punch the button to lock my doors. Avoid distractions. Keep the volume low on podcast news or music. And in the same vein, do you really need to update your Instagram or text while you're driving or while you're at a red light or after you park your car? Can't you do it when you get home? For Pete's sake, show some self-control. Joe Scott Morgan, you're the death investigator. How many times have you heard of deaths, fatalities, because people are on their phone when they're driving, much less at red lights and when they first park their car or sit back down in their car in the parking lot. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, Nancy, it used to be where I was terrified of drunk drivers and I still am. But now I see, you know, I'm a college professor. I see kids walking around campus all the time with their nose buried in a phone. I see people riding around campus with their nose buried in the phone. There's so many distractions in this world. And it is absolutely terrifying because, like I have said, predators are looking for that way in. They're looking for that leverage. They're looking for that place where they can attack you and get what they want, either property, maybe your wallet, maybe your car. Maybe they want your car or, you know, in these horrible situations, your life. They want to do harm to you and your family. And the reality is to get the things you're mentioning, they will kill you to get them. And to Jim Elliott, attorney with Butler Snow uh, at butlersnow.com. Jim, isn't it a traffic violation or a crime now for you to be texting and driving? Certainly is. Every state has adopted laws of that sort, yet you see people all the time doing it. It's, It's amazing. Predators, criminals, they can't wait for you to ease up at a red light or a stop sign and get on that phone. You'll never hear them walking up to your driver's side door. The next thing you know, the first thing you'll know, that door is open and they're in your car. So where are you supposed to go? Why do you think they're in your car? They want something. Like Joe Scott said, your pocketbook, your money, your your laptop, or you. So many of these ladies are raped, sodomized, and murdered taken out of their car. How are these people getting in? That predator is just walking around that parking lot at CVS waiting for you to come park and then look down on your phone. They can't wait. I mean, you know, Karen Stark, I keep talking about them like they're wolves, but they very much are like, let's just say the hyena at the watering hole in the Serengeti. Here we are, the gazelle coming up to drink, and we're not looking up, we're looking down. And that's just what they want. Why, after all this time, do we still seem to go to our safe spot in our head and not realize what's going on around us? Well, there's so many distractions, especially today, Nancy, as you said. We've got iPhones. We can look at social media, and there's this false sense of security. It's just we're not living anymore in, in where the Serengeti world we're supposed to be very conscious of the fact that we're prey, but we are prey. And the more that you're in a vulnerable situation, 
the more you're going to attract somebody who's just looking to attack you. Don't give rides to strangers. Think Ted Bundy. Charge your phone. Keep a charger in your car. Use GPS. Be careful when you ask strangers for directions. What do you do if you have a flat or, or car trouble? What do you do if somebody bumps into you on purpose at a red light? I'm not trying to scare you. None of us on the panel today are trying to scare you. We're actually trying to save your life. Don't be a victim. Fight back. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.